Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Noah Bickard, and today we're studying Eruvin, Lamed Vav, Aleph, and Bet. The Mishnah on Lamed Vav Amud Bet presents us with an intriguing and perhaps even humorous kind of case about uh, making an Eruv, this case in terms of making a Tnai, uh, making a condition which will apply to the legal creation of the Eruv. The Mishnah reads as follows. Matne Adam al Eruvo v'omer, im ba'u nochrim min ha-mizrach, Eruvi l'ma'arav. Min ha-ma'arav, Eruvi l'mizrach. Im ba'u l'chan u'lechan, l'makom she'erce elech. Lo ba'u lo l'chan v'lo l'chan, hareni kivne iri. A person may make a a t'nai, a condition on his Eruv, that is to say, where is he or she in relationship to how far he or she's allowed to go on Shabbat. The case at hand, obviously, is the case of Eruv Tchumim, the mixing of distances, such where I'm allowed to distinguish uh, between what is my city and what is not my city, uh, and how far I'm allowed to go from my place. And here he makes, he or she makes the following condition. If Nochrim, here non-Jews, presumably some sort of marauding people who wish me and my community ill, uh, if they come from the east, let my Eruv be to the west. If they come from the west, let my Eruv be to the east. If they come from both directions, then let me go in whichever direction I want. And if they should come in neither direction, then the whole thing is off, and I'm just like everybody else in my city, and the normal Eruv applies. A similar condition follows. Im bachacham min ha-mizrach, Eruvi la-mizrach. Min ha-ma'arav, Eruvi la-ma'arav. Ba-lachan u-lachan, l'makom she'erce elech. Lo-lachan v'lo-lachan, hareini kivnei iri. If perchance a wise person should come from the east, then let my Eruv be to the east. Presumably I want to go and meet that person. If they come from the west, let me go to the west to meet the person. If two such scholars should arrive, one from opposite directions, then I should be able to go in whichever direction I want. And if neither one comes, then once again all bets are off and I will behave just like everybody else in town. Rabbi Yehuda demurs. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Im haya echad mihen rabo, holech etzel rabo, vi im hayu shnehen rabotav, lemakom sheyurtse yelech. Rabbi Yehuda says, if one of the two chachamim who is coming, this is presumably with regard to the second clause of the previous statement, then that person should go to his or her master. And if both of the coming scholars 
are the rabbis of the person in question, then that person gets to choose. Ad kan Mishnah. That's just the Mishnah and its translation. Rabbi Yehuda here is the Machmir. His opinion is more stringent than the earlier anonymous opinion whom we always call the Tanakama. The Tanakama maintains that if I make this declaration before Shabbat, that whichever, uh, uh, whichever direction is the, is the right direction to go and greet the rabbi, um, uh, and that works. And in fact, if two sages do come on Shabbat, one from each direction, and one of them is my personal rabbi and the other one isn't, then, according to the Tanakama, I can still go in whichever direction I want to meet whoever I want. If the, if the rabbi who is not my personal rabbi is more interesting, tells funnier jokes, etc., I can not go in the direction of my rabbi, but go and meet this other person uh, for whatever reason uh, that I want to meet that person. But Rabbi Yehuda says no. If my rabbi is coming to town and I made this condition, then that forces my hand. I may only utilize this condition to go in the direction of my rabbi. This is all well and good, but the end of the statement of Rabbi Yehuda is really weird. He says, V'im hayu shnehen rabotav l'makom but if both are this person's teachers, then that person can go in whichever direction is preferred. Here, it seems that Rabbi Yehuda is agreeing with the Tanakama, who of course said something almost exactly identical to this, namely that Balechan Ulechan Lemakom Eleich. The only difference is that for the Tanakama, the phrase is in the first person, and for Rabbi Yehuda, it's in the third person, In other words, with the second case, the case of two of my personal rabbis arriving on Shabbat from opposite directions, Rabbi Yehuda could have said absolutely nothing at all, and we still would know that he agrees with the Tanakama. What do his words add? And specifically, because we know that the rabbis, on the one hand, think that excessive verbiage in general is to be avoided, you should say as little as possible. And second of all, when it comes to the editing of this document, which had to be memorized and then written down, if you could save space, you saved space. That's the general reason we think that the Mishnah and the Talmud are so constrained or such shorthand. Uh, they had to be transmitted. What, does, what are these words doing here if they don't actually add anything? Of course, the Rishonim read from the presence of these words that there is some added halachic detail here. The Tosafot attempt to claim that in this clause as well, Rabbi Yehuda's position is tempered somewhat. That even if one of the rabbis is his Rav Muvhak, his really special personal rabbi, he may still go in either direction. 
Yet this is a very strange interpretation. We know the Tosefta in the beginning of chapter 3, and it also appears in the Yerushalmi, that one is always supposed to go and greet your Rav Muvhak, your special rabbi, though there is no hint of Rabbi Yehuda's position there. Tosefot are saying that he always disagrees. And so I think the best way to understand this position in the Mishnah of Rabbi Yehuda is by utilizing a modern, critical understanding to how the Mishnah came about. And here I'm relying explicitly on the perush of the commentary of my teacher, Professor David Weiss Halivni. He says that Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama are actually saying the same thing just as we expected. These two opinions were stuck together because of the point agreement between them. But we shouldn't imagine that Rabbi Yehuda was responding to the precise words of the Tanakama as we have them. We always need to realize that the Mishnah and in Breitot and in Memrot, they're not the ipsama verba, they're not the actual words spoken by the sages. Rather, they're the, the report of students, of later editors, of transmitters. Remember, there's always a narrator in this text. If somebody says, Rabbi Judah says, well, Rabbi Judas didn't say that piece. So there are literary concerns in the presentation of these pieces. They are composed in such a way as to present the core of the legal position in a short, easily memorizable way. Many times, halakhic differences arise because of the literary presentation, as we just saw in the Tosafot before. And this is something that probably wasn't considered by those who originally organized or decided on the phrasing of the various legal positions. In a sense, we're sort of stuck with these halachic analyses of literary texts. Those are the explanations which make their way into the, into the, into the poskim and into the codes. And yet, some of these insights of, of modern scholars are sometimes much more convincing ways to read these earlier texts. Here it doesn't make much of a practical difference, but I wonder if insights like this someday might be applied to halachic reasoning. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.